In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, listeners, Jeff Simfer, welcome to this episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. And I am so glad you're here. I am actually recording this episode, the intro for this episode, Thanksgiving week. So, I want to stop and say thank you because now this time of year, obviously, is a season of thanks and gratitude. And every day I'm grateful for you, the listener, the tribe. Hopefully, you're getting value and impact for your life and your business by being a follower here at the podcast. And if that's the case, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. And I'd love to hear your comments and feedback anytime you can want to reach out to me. Just send me an email, podcast at mortgagemarketingradio.com. Questions, thoughts you have, um, want to know what my favorite breakfast cereal is, feel free to ask away. And do I like um, canned cranberry or the real cranberries? Hmm. Inquiring minds want to know. What about what are you doing this Thanksgiving season? Hope you're spending time with people you care about, loved ones, family, friends, and so forth. Um, I myself am traveling to Iowa. Um, that's right, the Ames, Iowa. And the reason being is because um, my nephew is a freshman quarterback for the Iowa State Cyclones, starting true freshman quarterback uh, who has just done some amazing things. Uh, uh, breaking all kinds of records in there for Iowa State. Recently just lost, unfortunately, to the Texas Longhorns, but that's okay. We'll bounce back. And we're, uh, the whole family's beating up there for him. Go out there and uh, attend a game and uh, check out all the fun there is to be doing in the beautiful city of Ames, Iowa. So I've got my Long John's pack, my my uh, glove warmers, my hat, my scarf, and um, anything else that's going to help me stay warm. Okay, so speaking of staying warm, getting warm. Hey, by the way, guys, did you know that, um, hey, do you want to grow your business in 2019? Do you have a strategic plan? How would you rank yourself in the terms of uh, social media success with Facebook, success with social media, video, and things like that? How about success? Also, let's not forget the tried and true real estate agent referrals. Guys, I don't know about you, but listen, NAR and everyone, the data is still showing that people are still, as a matter of fact, there's an increase of people using agents to help them buy a home. So, don't get blinded by the bright, shiny object and the squirrel distraction. People are still using agents to buy a home and they will continue to do so. Now, will that look different in the coming years? Perhaps. And yes, and I've got some upcoming uh, free training and classes 
um, to share with you about that, which we'll be putting in the uh, Facebook community over at Mortgage Marketing Radio podcast community on Facebook. So if you haven't joined us over there, feel free to do so. It's a free private group. Get access to some extra free training and stuff going on in there. That being said, if anything I shared with you is of interest to you for the new year, growing agent referrals, getting better with social media, building a brand, building a presence, running Facebook ads and figuring that whole thing out, and how to use that to partner with real estate agents, go check us out at mortgagemarketing.pro. Uh, we have got resources for you there. And here's a special offer for you here, my own version of Black Friday. Join in the month of November, become a Mortgage Marketing Pro member, and you'll get a free 30-minute private coaching call with me one-on-one, cover anything you want in your business. How do you do that? You go over to mortgagemarketing.pro, become a pro member. Hey, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee on that sucker anyways. And just for checking us out, I'm going to give you a free 30-minute coaching call with me to help you with your strategy for 2019 in whatever category it is you want. All right. So how's that for um, uh, an appreciation and thank you for being part of the tribe here? And that's only for the month of November. All right. So moving forward, um, my special guest this week is Larry Batag. And I wanted to bring Larry on because just not only a great quality guy, man, and just love to hang around, you know, good people, right? Who doesn't? But Larry, uh, he recently presented at the Todd Duncan Sales Mastery event, and um, he talked about how he uh, has been growing his organic engagement and leads and business from Facebook organically. That means not running ads. Uh, he still does also do ads, but I thought it was relevant for him to talk about how, I believe it's in 2018 thus far, he's generated $122,000 in income directly from Facebook organic, right? Last year in 2017, I believe it was uh, about 80 to 110. Uh, Larry will go through the exact numbers on that, but he's been growing every, every year since he's actually been very intentional about his plan there. And we'll talk about how he does that, how he engages, how he builds a tribe, how he divides up time, business versus personal, et cetera. And, you know, kind of what his structure is around being able to build a sphere of influence that leads to actual transactions and loans on Facebook organically. And so I thought this would be a relevant conversation to share with you. Hopefully you feel as well. And if you like this episode or any of the others, as always, leave us a little comment ranking uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, on the blog, wherever you're listening to this, wherever fine podcasts are sold. So without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Larry, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really grateful to be here today. You know, it's funny. Uh, I was looking at uh, Facebook and uh, you know how you connect and you become friends with people. Interestingly enough, I think we've been friends like since 2010, right? Facebook friends. How <laughs> uh, funny is that? That's a long time. Yeah, and I know. We've never had a conversation yeah. until today. The beauty of Facebook, right? Um, okay, so Facebook. you are here today because I uh, heard about this amazing presentation you did at Sales Mastery with Todd Duncan and all about how... Um, you're able to generate business organically, if you will, right? Not running ads on Facebook. So we're here to talk about that. But um, give us your version of who is Larry? What's he all about? Why do you do what you do? Well, I'll give you the quick nickel version on me. But, um, you know, I, I was um, my oldest of five kids, grew up in the far western suburbs of Chicago, uh, ended up living and moving into St. Charles. I'm married. I got five kids of my own. I got a 19, 17, 15, 13, and 11-year-old kid. I, uh, my third year of law school, you know, in law school, they say the, the rule in law school is the first year they scare you to death. The second year they work you to death. And the third year they bore you to death. And I was in the bore you to death year. And a classmate of mine begged me to get into mortgages. And I said, I'm not going to do sales because my whole family's in medicine and law. But I was so bored. I thought I'd give it a shot. And I worked with this company called Norwest Mortgage. And Norwest 
actually ended up buying out Wells when Wells went bankrupt in 1999, and they ended up acquiring them and changing their name. And so I worked there until about 2000. And in 2000, I interviewed with 18 companies, came over to Cherry Creek Mortgage, been there ever since with myself and a processor. Now I'm the vice president of national production, and I, I run a region, I run a branch, and uh, got a good wife and a good life. So it, it's great. That's awesome. Good wife, good life. Did you say you interviewed with 18 companies? Yeah, I think it was 17 or 18. I forgot what it was. But at the end of the day, when I did that whole thing, um, you know, I just remember everybody just jumping off cliffs and um, the whole world was imploding and everyone had to go find someplace else. And we, we had 55 loan officers in our branch. We did a billion dollars in 99. Wow. And um, by the end of the year, we were down to five LOs. They'd all left other companies. I was panicked inside. But I'm like, I just remember thinking to myself, you know, God doesn't operate in a panic mode, so I can't panic. Now, I've had the feelings, but I'm like, I'm going to bet this thing out. So I just, I talked to everybody over the course of that year. And by the time I had made my switch, there were people that literally were on their second and third companies. And so I just haven't left since. So it was a panic year, but I didn't operate in panic mode. So that was one of the nice things I've done in my life. That's an awesome story. Uh, Talk about loyalty, man. You don't really hear that very much in this industry, huh? I think, you know, you got to find a symbiotic relationship where they treat you well and and you, I think, do what you you, you say you're going to do. And so any relationships, you know, never perfect. I mean, every every marriage has its ups and downs, but um, it's been a great marriage. Uh, It's funny. In some ways, it is like a marriage, the company you work for. It is. Um, You spend more time sometimes with your employer than you do with your own family, you know? That is is so true. So true. All right. So I don't even have these in front of me, but for those that listening, you know, loan officers always want to get a sense of, you know, volume units, whatever, whatever you can share on that from, let's just say 2017, if you want to look back on that. Yeah. So, you know what, I think what's kind of unique for me is I'm in a situation where um, I've gone to a non-producing branch manager role. And so, People say, well, you do not produce. No, I do produce, but um, even though I'm a non-producer, so how do I produce? I go out and I make it rain. And when I say make it rain, I'm out every week. Every day I'm talking to realtors. I've hired two people on my team, and I refer all my business to them. I uh, don't prequal. I don't uh, pull credit reports. I don't meet with clients. But I, I, I will tell you that um, i got a huge database. I'm going to tell you with running a region, with running my branch, with doing recruiting nationally, you know, for me, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm probably sitting around 30 million a year. And that's with me spending maybe two to three hours a week with face-to-face um, referral sources, as well as digging into my database. And that's outside of Facebook. So Facebook, I'm going to tell you, I, I will tell you exactly my numbers, but I'm over $100,000 for this year, as far as off of Facebook. But yeah. as a part-time producer, by non-producing and giving it to my team, you know, I'm about 25, 30 million. All right. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, get that out of the way. So yeah, you um, you alluded to the Facebook. I'm just looking at my notes from our last conversation. Like you said, $100,000, you said for th- for this year so far from Facebook? Yeah. So my history, you know, I, I, I hopped on Facebook. Um, I'm going to think of my numbers here. My numbers, I started in 2011 tracking them. And so I got, I made $8,000 that year. The next year I doubled. I made uh, 16. Next year I made 32. The next year I bumped up to 40 and then I went to 80. And last year, I made $122,000 off of Facebook. And this year, I'm exactly at probably about the $100,000 mark so far this year. And that's not running Facebook ads. And that's what really kind of grabbed my attention is um, because you've done this in a very, like I said, the word organic, uh, not running ads, not paying to get your name in front of people and all that stuff. So how have you done that? And well, before you answer that question, 
let me back up. Did you intentionally try and, you know, when you first started that first year and you, you know, got eight grand off of Facebook, whatever, were you intentionally trying to grow your business on Facebook? Um, so just backing up really quickly. So there's this, a site I'm sure you've heard of. It's called Active Rain. And Active Rain, I was, uh, I was number one in the state of Illinois on Active Rain. I was 77th in the world. And I got into blogging by accident and it took off. And I got, a, I think it was 136 closings off of blogging. The problem with blogging is that it takes a lot of time to go ahead and create a blog. And I would blog every single day. And sometimes it was short, sometimes it was longer. Long story short, my internet got shut down for three months as we moved from home A to home B. Bad habit created. I never got back on active rain. So I hopped on this thing called Facebook, which was newer at the time for social purposes, and um, started getting business. And it wasn't, though, really until 2011 I started really tracking and so people ask me all the time, how do you know what revenue is coming from Facebook? And so the way that I know this is two sources. And I'm talking about the organic free part of Facebook. You know, later on, you know, when I teach, I teach also about the paid advertising, about business pages. But for the sake of this conversation here, what I'm talking about is just the organic part. So every single new lead, when I say lead, someone that says I want to come in for a loan application, that that that's the revenue. And so that person becomes revenue. The second one would be Joe Realtor or Mary Realtor. If, if Joe and Mary Realtor, I've been silently, I'll say, stalking or hunting them, and I want to create a relationship with them, it might take me six months to get that relationship. If I'm lucky, I'm fortunate, and go ahead and bond and close those gaps. Well, every single closing that comes out as a result of that relationship gets added to the kitty as well, too. Um, you didn't get on Facebook to generate business initially. It was to be social. No. It was to be social. It was to um, maybe build a little bit of an audience and um, see, you know, I, I keep everything I, I, I do with social media. And when I leave my car, leave this building, I think about the brand that I want to go ahead and make sure that's out there. And so that, that brand, it's not Cherry Creek Mortgage. Um, Cherry Creek Mortgage supports the Larry Betsek brand. If I went back to work for Wells Fargo, if I worked with somebody else, it would all be about me. Uh, they don't work with me, uh, the company because of the company they work with because of me. And so I want to make sure that the image, that the brand, that the knowledge, that stuff is being shared was about the Larry Betseg brand and see if I can build something from there. And what had happened, I started getting leads that transferred really from um, Active Rain over to Facebook. And then I realized this is a good venue to go ahead and create a whole new mechanism to generate income. All right. All right. Good. So it just kind of like it dawned on you. You're like, hey, this is kind of the new active rain, really. Yes. Exactly. Better. Easier uh, active rain. Okay. So how do you go about, now I'm sure your approach is different in that you've, you've seen and tracked how it works, but but how do you, that's the big question, right? Because there's the, there's always that argument that, you know, um, by the way, you have a Facebook business page, right? I do. You do. Um, but you know, there's the old argument that, um, your personal profile is for personal stuff, social, right? Kids, family, friends, all that kind of jazz. People yep. don't really hear about your business. Yep. 20% business. Yep. Um, how do you, how do you dance around that? Well, I think it's pretty easy. I get asked that all the time. And so, you know, I'm going to turn around and ask you a fun question, but if you have a business page, what are you trying to go ahead and do with that business? Tell me what you're trying to get out there. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to build my brand, my positioning, uh, thought leadership. Yeah. Okay, so you, you got that. And so at the end of the day, really, the brand that you're trying to get out there is you. And right. so the, the, the reality, when I have people say, I don't want to go ahead and I want to keep them separate, 
Well, really, what you're saying is I want to have a small segment of the population look at my business page. Well, realistically, I'm like, forget that. I want the entire population to look at me. Mm-hmm. You know, look at me. I want you to look at me. And by the way, I would remind you that I'm in mortgage lending. So I, I say, forget it. If, if that's the case, you know, do you want to turn down money because you want to isolate yourself? And here's the big number that people don't figure out. You know how many people you can have on a Facebook personal page? Yeah, 5,000, right? Yeah, 5,000. On a business page, you can have millions. And so I think about Michael Hyatt. I think about Michael Jordan. Michael Hyatt's got 300,000 subscribers. Michael Jordan, I think, he's got the millions. And so once I become more popular than my 5,000, then my business page at that point becomes my venue. But the reality of it is I'm not above that. I think I'm right above 4,900 right now. And, you know, until I have more on my business page, and really, my personal page becomes my banner. And the reason that is, is because right now, I think I'm sitting between seven to 800 people on my business page. Those people on my business page either had to find me organically or I had to invite them. So at best, the most important part is they're a subsection of all the friends in my personal page. Mm-hmm. And so why do I want to go ahead and market to a subsection when I really want to market to everybody? Oh, that's interesting. And of course, there's the discussion around organic reach is pretty much non-existent, particularly on the business page. Let's just take that. Um, and that if you want to reach people on, on your business page, you're going to have to pay for it. Correct. Okay. So then how do you integrate the two business and personal without like getting people to tell you to stop promoting your business? <laughs> so if you and I became friends and how many, how many times have you had this happen? We became friends on Facebook and within a minute, within an hour or within that day, that new friend is instant messaging you and say, hey, you know, love to get together and talk to you about my insurance services. I mean, what's your initial reaction to that? Wow. No, thanks, man. Yeah, it's a big stiff arm. I, I don't want anything to do with that. And so the reality of it is, as far as the business page, again, that's a subsection. And so for me, some of the stuff that I do on my business page is really used for educational purposes. And knowing that I'm getting a small subsection. So the, I have this formula on my personal page, but the whole formula stems from three things. It's know me, like me, trust me. And if you think about it, we were just talking about Todd Duncan. You know, Todd Duncan is the master. I mean, the master of the high trust interview. Mm-hmm. And so reality of a, a, what, what Todd Duncan's trying to do is go ahead and, and find out holes and gaps in people's needs. And you're seeing if you can go ahead and have a relationship with them, if it's a fitting relationship, and then if you can you close those. Well, for myself on Facebook, I want know me, like me, trust me. So how can people trust me if they don't like me? How can people like me if they don't know me? So I have to go through those things and it has to be in that order. So I'll talk a little bit later as soon as we want to get into it about my stalking mechanism. But I hate the word stalk because as an attorney, you know, I used to be, a, you know, in the state's attorney's office, we prosecuted stalkers. I'm not talking about the criminal stalkers. What I'm talking about are people like you go pheasant hunting. You 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 want to you want to achieve an end result, and so I don't want to be that sales guy that that you and I just talked about, where you know friends you and shoves you crap in your face. I mean that's that's an instant you know go get away from me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about your you know. I don't want to use the word stalking. What used what word do you use? Friending. Yeah, I use stalking, uh, but I, but I say friendly stalking, right. and so because here's the thing with friendly stalking. Friendly stalking means um, you can always tell me no. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I go ahead and I, I go back in the weeds to pop up another day. 
So, you know, the first thing I do is I study my audience. And so I'll tell you the two pieces. One is I friend every single person I know if I know them. So when I say that, you get friend requests from people you don't know. And if they don't have mutual friends, you know, when I was on stage, I was talking about, you know, once a week I get some 18-year-old girl from Russia in a bikini with her finger on her lip, you know, in in a certain pose. She's got three friends. That's not someone I'm friending, okay? And for the, the women out there, they always ask me, what about that creepy guy? I don't want the creepy guy. I want real people. And so um, at the end of the day, I'll friend everybody. But if I have targets, so we talked about the two income revenues. One is every single person that calls me or my office for a prequal. So before I hand them off to my team, I will go ahead and say, hey, oh, you're George. Okay, let's go ahead. Are you, are you that guy right now with a hat on Facebook? Oh, okay, all right, well, we're, we're connected now. Great, let me get you with my team and they'll go ahead and take care of you. And so I'm friending everybody. And then the people that I'm stalking would be referral sources that I think that we might be able to go ahead and have a relationship with. And so what I do is this. I will, now let's not forget, my recipe is for over $100,000 a year. But I, I, I like what you asked me last when we when we spoke last um you said that seems too good to be true what is um but at the end of the day if you take a look at my track record if you figure this out earlier than i do you can expedite this you don't have to go the 8 to to 16 to 32 but i finally realized a couple years in that this i think it was when i was hitting 40,000 a year that this is a great you know income source but if you do this in a methodical way you can expedite this process so um, I'm going to, um, on my stalker moments, I'm going to say, I want to work with you. I'll friend you. And then I'm going to study you. And when I say I'm going to study you, I'm going to study you for at least a couple of weeks. I'm going to see what your likes are. There's a likes page. There's an interest page. I'm going to find out the things. And, and, and in order for this to work, it has to be authentic. And so I'm going to find commonalities that you and I both have. And um, I'm going to lean into those. I'm going to uh, see also as far as your posts. And so my my first interaction with someone will be no earlier than a week, no later than two weeks in, I'm going to like something that you posted. And if I like something you posted, um, and and I'm not going to make any kind of comments on it at all. And then maybe the next week or two, I might find something else that you say, and I might respond to something, dude, you rock this, or spot on, um, and and to, to find a sense of agreement. And then you know, you kind of build from there. And, you know, I, I have this great story. And there's a woman by the name of Tammy Kling uh, on Facebook. And I wrote a book. And, um, you know, she's a New York Times bestselling author. And I wanted to get her advice. And so I did this. And I, I friended her. And then I ended up uh, liking her. And then I ended up, uh, you know, a week or two later commenting on a couple of things that I really felt passionate about that she was right about or they supported. And then next thing you know, I instant message her pretty soon. You know, she coaches Richard Branson. She coaches uh, TD Jakes. She coaches a lot of NFL players. She asked me to come down to her house for a thing that she calls the conversation. And only 100 people are allowed there. And so I, I got to go down to the conversation and I'm hanging with her. And we're talking about my book. And um, it all started by, you know, a slow stalking and finding common, common elements. So you said it's got to be authentic. Have you ever had times where you friended somebody and then for whatever reason you decided that they weren't right for you just based on your engagement you saw on Facebook? It wasn't like authentic? Yeah. I mean, I think I see that all the time. I think there's a lot of people that are not authentic. And so at the end of the day, I don't want to, 
you know, I, I'm not going to go ahead and turn down business, but if it's um, a sleazy person, an unethical person, or someone that's going to cause too much brain damage in my personal life, you know, I'm not going to, you know, um, uh, engage. I got someone who's stalking me right now, and I coached this person at one point in my life, and this person is now trying to imitate me. Hmm. And I can tell you that it, it's a big form of flattery in a positive sense when someone wants to imitate you. But I can tell you that this person is um, not authentic. And um, at the end of the day, they're not being who they really are. And so the, the truth of the matter is we're all broken people. And so, you know, when I go ahead and post on Facebook, I got this great recipe. And um, but with, with authenticity. But when I go ahead and say something to the fact that, you know, I feel like burying my kid in my backyard today because he's driving me nuts. I can tell you there's a million married parents out there that have the same feelings. Now, I'm not going to go into specifics as to what my child done or, or had done. I'm not going to go ahead and say my wife hit me over the head with a frying pan. I'm sleeping on the couch. You know, I, I am going to say I understand, you know, I'll, I'll make some kind of quip, self-deprecating quip as far as, um, you know, my wife might want to trade me in for the newer model. And everybody gets that. And so you want to find these common elements without getting too specific on your negatives, you know. All right, let's let's go back to the stalking, friendly stalking thing for a minute, because that sounds like largely it's realtors that you're pursuing that with. Uh, realtors, um, you know, financial planners, attorneys, people that are referral sources, builders. Um, you know, the neat thing is, I, I really, really believe in my heart of hearts. The neat thing about Facebook is it's safe. When I go stop in a realtor's office, my realtors love me. I love them, but that's one realtor in one office. The other eighty agents don't know me. They don't trust me. They don't know anything about me. And they know I'm there for selfish motives in their mind that I want their business. But if I backdoor this whole thing and start creating relationship online, it'll never be a relationship, but can be either started or nurtured online. And that can transfer over to the physical. You know, How do you know or what, what kind of a, a process do you use to determine when it's right to take the online offline? and go for a meeting, let's say? It's um, a gut thing more than anything. I think if you're decent with relationships, you'll figure it out. You know, I, I have this realtor. I just gave this presentation just recently to a board of realtors here locally. And a realtor at a break said to me, said, um, so intermission said, hey, are you restocking me? And I said, actually, I was. And I said, but let me tell you why this works. It's because um, his name is Chris. And I said, Chris, you love grilling. You love smoking cigars, you like craft beers, and you're passionate about family. And honestly, I know that I don't even have to look at your Facebook profile because I can tell you that and you tell me if I'm wrong with any of this stuff. He's like, no, you're right. You're spot on. And so, so I like the opportunity of having this friendship that might be able to evolve into something more authentic. And so from that point on, it, it was actually at that meeting that, it, you know, it, it kind of put the nail in the relationship that we're, we're done. We've already started that relationship. But for me, to be able to call out all these things he's interested in that I am. It was authentic. Was there any messaging or dialogue between you two prior to that, whether it's just a quick yes. comment on Facebook or was Yeah, so I, I already made the jump from the, um, from the social media to the physical world um, prior to that. And we had uh, started doing instant messaging before. Then we started texting. Then we met. Then we had a couple of coffees. But the, the final piece was me getting him to that seminar. What's, what's that messaging, though, in between there? You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I'm trying to, I'm following this full, whole thread. You're friendly stalking this person, whatever you're following, you're under identifying what their interests are and stuff like that. 
and you friend each other, you, you have a couple of comments on posts that they have. That's great because you're engaging. But then how do you how do you then, you know, what happens to progress that to now you're taking that to texting or whatnot? Is it just you, the, the commonality? Well, you know what? You're going to find something that um, there might be some item of interest where he says something along the lines of, you know, he may, might say something about a local coffee shop. I'm like, dude, I love that place. If you ever want to catch coffee, blah, blah, blah. What The, the thing that started us, that took it to the um, physical was Conor McGregor, uh, Floyd Mayweather fight. And, and, and we were chatting about it. And I said, dude, I didn't know you're in the MMA. And he's like, well, I'm more boxing than MMA. I'm like, well, I love that too. I said, if you ever want to go to that coffee shop, let's go to that coffee shop and let's get together. We got so much. We just got to get to know each other. He's like, I'm, I'm down for that. And so we walked in and had this, that, that initial awkward, you know, conversation that even like maybe you and I had when we first got to know each other. And then we jumped into reality, you know? No, that's right. I'm glad you pointed out because it, it is a little bit, you know, awkward or whatever. You got to find your, it's like a dance. You know what I mean? You have to find that cadence a little bit back and forth um, to get that at comfort level. But I think what, what I just hit on for you for, for this conversation was your word, your word authenticity that you mentioned earlier is that was an authentic, real connection. That wasn't fabricated. You weren't trying to be somebody you weren't, which is going to be transparent in your communication. So, you know, that's great. But I think that it gets dissected even further. I can't tell you that if I was in the mortgage business, if I was, I have a friend of mine who, who worked in the state's attorney's office, one's a sheriff, and they said, I hate Facebook for these reasons. I said, well, here's the difference between you and me. You're in the public sector. You are not doing business by referral. You're not doing business by commission. You, you, you know, you're, you're paid. And so I'm not, I have to. And so if I wasn't having a commission-based business, I'm not sure that I reach out to him to go ahead and create another friend in my life. I have a lot of friends, but in my business, you can't have enough friends. And so what I looked upon was this was an opportunity moment that whether it was the most ideal moment or not, I felt like this was enough for me to put my head in the ring and say, Let, let's see how we can do this, you know? How many realtor referral partners would you say you've gotten through that similar type of method? Um, you know, I, I want to talk to you at some point as far as, but, but you know, the things that you do um, on Facebook to create that, but I, I, I'll tell you, um, you know, the referral partners, I'm going to say probably have one, two, I'm going to say probably at least five or six. Um, no, I'll tell you a, a funny story um, that happened to me inversely. I don't, I don't know how to get out of this one, but uh, uh -huh. there's a realtor who's, uh, um, we, we, she's a big hitter and, and, and we, we pried her away from somebody else. And she's like, she sends me a text the other day and she says, Hey, can you go ahead and pro promote my daughter? She's on Spotify and she's really, really good singer. And, um, she's, um, you know, just, just awesome. But we're trying to get more and more exposure. Well, I, I look her up online and she's got like 1.8 million followers. So she's a big wow. deal. The, yeah. the problem with her, every single picture of this girl is in, uh, um, the skimpiest uh, lingerie or bikini you've ever seen. And so for me as a family man trying to pre pre present a family business, oh. now I have to go back to this realtor and the realtor is like, yeah, I know she's so talented. I wish she wouldn't do that. Hmm. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, everything that I'm doing is authentic. Well, if I'm being authentic, I can't promote this on my, uh, uh, you know, even though I have a big following, I can't promote this. You know what I mean? And uh, you told the realtor that? No, I have said, let me, <laughs> let me help you build your business. <laughs> and, uh, you promote your daughter. I, I didn't say that to her, but I said, you know, let, let me, let me help you build your business. And I, I, I brushed it off. 
I'm hoping that it disappears because I, I what am I going to say? Your, your, your 20 year old daughter, you know, um, well, she acknowledged yeah. it. So, but, but I, I get what you're saying. It's like, you know what, Hey, that, that image isn't necessarily right for my following. You know? Yeah. Not for the uh, message I'm trying to convey. I want to be family. All right. You, you uh, alluded to something just a moment ago about things you, you need to do. Uh, as a matter of fact, I wrote down 10 things people need to do. Yeah. Want to talk about a few of them? Yeah. So I, I you know, I, I'll go through really quickly, but I'll tell you that really, um, you know, the, the first thing you have to do is um, you got to post every day. I'll, I'll just kind of burn through this list for time, uh, but you have to post every single day. And so when I say post every day, you, know, you got to think about what you want to post. I'll tell you about what you want to post a little bit later on, but um, post every day. Believe it or not, you have to like your own post. How many times have you looked at somebody and they like their own post? And you think, boy, this guy's some cocky, arrogant. Oh, yeah. You ever yeah. see that? Yeah. You know why yeah. you have to do it? The Facebook algorithm says you have 90, no, you have 70 seconds. You have 70 seconds to get a reaction on your post. And if you don't have it within 70 seconds, you're going to fall off the majority of walls. Now, Facebook has not developed itself or recognized the need to develop itself so much to distinguish between a self-like and someone else-like. And so at the end of the day, as soon as you publish, you want to go ahead and like your own post. And I tell people all the time, they're like, why do you like your own post? I'm like, so I can stay on other people's walls. So you want to do that. Um, you want to comment on 10 other people's posts you know, uh, on a daily basis. And the reason you do is because they're investing time commenting on yours. You want to make sure that you're showing that you're involved in a community. It's not a one-way street, only about Larry Fettig, okay? You want to respond to people who take the time to comment on your post. So when people, if you were to comment on my post, I want to respond. So I think about Michael Hyatt. Michael uh, Hyatt says, um, you know, it seems overwhelming and you're going to spend hours a day on it. I can tell you Probably I'm t under 10 minutes a day on it. I could tell you when I'm the best times to do it for me is like if I'm at a train station, uh, from you know sitting there at a doctor's office, if I'm waiting for one of my kids' events. Um, you know, frankly, people are sitting there with their phones and going to the bathroom. I mean, it's it just the wasted time that you have. Use that time. Don't go creating a calendar time for it, but make sure that you do respond. And so, like Michael Hyatt says, between noon and 12:30 every day. He kind of eats his lunch and responds to everything, but you know, whatever you want to, uh, number four is you want uh, five. You want to friend everybody that's real human beings. I think you want to, uh, going back to what we talked about, you want to study, um, influencers and engage when it's appropriate. Um, a big thing for Facebook, uh, in their new algorithm is, is Facebook live videos. You get so many bonus points now using Facebook live. And so the biggest objection I hear is I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound. And my comment to that is, well, guess what? The rest of the world already sees you that way. You're just not used to looking to and listening to yourself. So get over yourself. Right. Um, you, you're the brand. You're the message. And, and you need to do that. Um, Facebook has a lot with local. So get local. Get involved with your local, you know, uh, with local, you know, publishing and, and posting. Uh, avoiding controversy is huge. Um, you know, politics. That's, yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, when I see this political stuff, this is my only comment I'll make on this because of the short time we have, is if you have to get political, if you're in sales and you need to get political on a post, then just you're, you're willing to say to yourself, I'm willing to go ahead and get what everyone asks for all these updates. And so I started, um, I, I finally, after uh, four or five days, I'm so sick of giving these updates. So I told my wife, because we have five kids, I said, you stay with those kids. I, I drove them to the treehouse, stay with him. So I just emailed a, 
a story and people are crying and they said, this, this story is unbelievable. And um, they said, you should write a book. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I started writing and sharing more stuff. Long story short, long story short, I got these 10 different stories in the book and um, you know, it's rated really high. I think the worst review I have, I'm being bragging. I know that I'm arrogant, but I, I have the lowest review I have on Amazon is four stars. And it's about 10 different people making 10 different decisions in their lives to go kind of from good to great. And so they're true stories. Um, and um, it, it's neat. And I always said, if I can make some money impacting people's lives, then I kind of die and go on to heaven. I mean, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And that's called, uh, let's pull it up here again, No Rewind, right? And you can be find, find so, it on Amazon? Yep, you can find it on Amazon, No Rewind. Uh, I'm not sure how many copies are left. I, I know my publishers asked me to go ahead and, and, and get a, my, I think it's over 5,000 copies so far they've sold. Um, but um, I, I know there's Kindle versions out there, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I, and I have, if people wanted to get them personally for me, I have, you know, probably about a few hundred here remaining that I could, I'd be happy to, you know, sign and send it if they had an interest. So oh, I just want awesome. people to look it up. Speaking of that, what would be the best place? Obviously, people can go to Amazon, get the book. Um, but uh, yes. well, how, how should they reach out to you to contact you? Well, I'm going to go really direct. You can Google me and you can find a lot of things out there. You can friend me on Facebook, which is really fun. But I'm going to go really kind of really dangerously hardcore. And I'm going to give them my a personal email address, which is just my last name. Risky. It's Bettag, B-E-T-T-A-G, uh, B-E-T-T-A-G at Comcast.net. Or even my cell phone, which is 630-417-7172. Awesome. Awesome. Well, look, thank you for sharing. And I assume you're going to continue to track your uh, business directly off of Facebook for 2019 as well? I will be all over it. I, I, uh, I have actually um, new people coming in today at one o'clock today that I got from Facebook two days ago. And again, we didn't even get into the other stuff as far as advertising and, and really getting granular in, in the Facebook business pages. But I'm just telling the folks out there, if, if you want to remember just this, be your brand get out there and, and don't be afraid of it. You know, your, your whole job is sales and just you, you are the product. Amen. I appreciate you being here, man, and sharing some of those nuggets of wisdom. It's a, it's a topic people are always curious to learn more about is how to right be more present, be more real on Facebook and generate business without selling your soul. <laughs> you bet. And you know what? The last thing I'll say about it is everybody wants something for free and people are like, well, I don't want Facebook to know all this stuff about me. They track everything I do. My point is I'm getting it for free and I'm making money. I don't care what they track. So don't be afraid of that either. Yeah. Besides that, privacy is long dead, you know? It is long dead. <laughs> you bet. Well, listen, appreciate you being here once again. And listeners, if you like this episode, please let us know by leaving us a review in the show notes or uh, up on uh, iTunes or uh, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you're listening to this. And appreciate you guys tuning in and we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. 
Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.